Welcome to Upstage Downstage with him, Richard Platt, seated in the upper circle. And him, Stephen Reed, typically seated in the cheap seat. This is the Theatre Podcast, where we discuss productions we've seen, things we've liked, and may not have liked, giving our complete unprofessional and non-biased opinions. So grab a brew, take a seat, and, and let's raise, raise that, that curtain. curtain. On today's episode, we'll be discussing Miss Saigon. We saw this production at Sheffield Crucible on the 18th of August 2023. Miss Saigon is an epic, daring musical from the creators of Les Miserables, Claude Michel Schoenberg and Alan Bublil. Sheffield Theatre's new production of Cameron McIntosh's original production is brought to life by Robert Hastie and Anthony Lau. So Stephen, what's it all about? In the turmoil of the Vietnam War, Chris, an American soldier, and Kim, a Vietnamese girl, fall in love and marry, but are distressingly separated when Saigon falls. As years pass, Chris, unable to contact Kim, remarries and attempts to move on with his life. Kim, however, gives birth to Chris's son and waits faithfully for Chris's return. When circumstances bring Chris back to Vietnam, he learns the truth, but before he is able to speak with Kim, she takes her own life, ensuring their son will be taken back to America with his father. But first, our post-show opinion! An entertaining production. A very creative reproduction. So with all that said, let's... Set the scene! So Stephen... Don't do that. (laughs) Do not do that. It's been a while, we've had some time off, (laughs) and I can't remember what the heck we're doing now. Who are we? Who is she? Well, all I know is we're doing upstage, downstage, and I don't know if we're downstage or upstage at this moment in time. Or round stage, backstage, front of house. Under the stage. Um, In the wings, in the bleachers. So, let's... What the... Oh, it set the scene, isn't it? That's the first one. Set the scene, Stephen. Set the scene. No, you set it. No, you set it. Set the scene. Set it now. Okay, so, as we walked into the auditorium, because we normally do that, don't we? Yes, uh, it was the Sheffield Crucible, it so was. it was in a thrust. It was more than, well, it was around, the, but thrust, yeah, wasn't it? Because the Crucible's generally all the way thrust in, in de- yeah. design anyway. So. so we were faced with a whole back wall, which had, um, I don't know what it was made out of, but it was... Um, it was For me, it was inspired by the cheese grater car park that was just over the road from the theatre. It was all just blocky and it looked... Like, you had you describe it with like crates? Yeah, it was. It, well, you it could was see more, through it, and they projected stuff onto it. For me, it was like those dividing screens you see in restaurants where they've got like you can see through them, but they're they're just they're there to break up a space. So they're just got a lot of cutouts in the the actual wooden panel. Really, it reminded me of milk bottle crates. Yeah, that you used to be able to get stacked up high. And there was a TV just on the stage in the. Far end, yeah. So stage middle with some staircases, and it was lit all the way around the outside. Um, I can't. Re- I you show me a picture, but I don't know anything. I can't say anything else. I don't know what it's made out of. And there was a big staircase at the back. Yeah, that so was stairs. Uh, and and what metal stairs? Yeah, and and in a way, what was projected on the the floor space of the stage and the the walls was almost um, television static. Just to show that it was just to repeat what was on the telly screen, really, because you didn't see any images as you walked in. It was just more, just a visual thing. 
Yeah, and then they all took to their seats at the very front, didn't they? On the benches around the side. Yeah, all the way around the side of the stage. Before they yeah. started. Yeah. Um, and then, then it appeared that the uh, you you start when you you heard the the overture play, it was very obvious that then the orchestra were actually above the stage behind the screen, Great. Yeah. right above right above the the sort of seating line, so you you could see them in the background, but you couldn't actually see them fully. You you just knew they were on stage at yeah. all times. Later on in the production, you did actually get to see them. Um, through the gaps, yes. Because once uh, some of the cast members walked up the stairs and into the door and to go off, um, you then saw the orchestra behind there, and uh, they were also visible at one point. I can't remember what scene that was, but they um, did they show the video of them. Yeah, there was some like, vis- li- like yeah. almost like live link one there to the. Yeah. Um. So now we've just bored you all, <laughs> but it was very much a very uh, bare stage production. It, yeah, it and was definitely a bare stage production. They started bringing stuff out into it. Um, I wasn't quite aware of the production and what it entailed. I knew that was some kind of like helicopter thing in there, just out of um, what people yeah, have said. A lot of people remember the helicopter scene, so they probably mentioned yeah. it to other people because it's well, the that's it. I just most knew... impactful scene of the. It was only like a tiny little thing right yeah. at the very end. It had nothing to do with it. So I didn't necessarily know, come to see this, what it was about. No. You know, because I'm right in thinking that Mrs. Igon was the, the name of the brothel or the, the pageantry thing of being Miss Igon, like yeah, Miss America. Like, yeah, yeah, sort of like, thing. yeah, same sort of thing. So like a pageant thing, but she was running a brothel. Yeah, is which right? is, well, it's to try and show that, that that's the real life of the, the underground almost of. If yeah, but that's what is that what what the name comes from? I'm not sure. Oh, you've seen it so many times. Do you say? I've not said I've seen it so many times. I've seen it. Well, I've seen it once before. Only the once. Yeah, just the once before. Um, but it was a while ago. That's a hundred percent more than me. It's based on a Madam Butterfly, so that's probably why they called it Miss Saigon because of. Madam and Miss, wasn't it? I don't know. Are you making that up? No, I'm reading it here. Miss Saigon is sung through musical based on Puccini's Madam Butterfly. Go on then, talk about it. <laughs> so, Richard, what's it all about? <laughs> Should read about the script. Should we do a reenactment? Right, so, Miss Saigon's a sung through musical based on Puccini's opera Madam Butterfly. And it actually started by Schoenberg finding a photograph from the Vietnam War in a magazine one day with a picture depicting a mother leaving her child at a departure gate in an airbase to get on a plane to the United States for a better life. Right. So that was the seed that sown that then linked it to Madam Butterfly. So that's probably where that all comes from. I mean, it gives it away when it's, it's very operatic in its style mm. the mu- musical itself it's not really a musical in it's in a it's not all sort of i think sort of now well you're sort of saying it i'm sort of saying it because like i was saying i wasn't quite sure what i was expecting with this production as to yeah, where the storyline were going and i think it wasn't until the interval where i said to you i'm i'm just not sure as to where it's going or what it's about because i wasn't 
prepared going in to know what the actual storyline was and who I was following. So at the very beginning, it just seemed like a lot of stuff happening that I wasn't sure who the lead was that I should be pinpointed towards. Yeah. Because they had a lot of uh, actors come on doing different various things. Yeah, it's quite a hectic introduction to the musical. Yeah. It's quite a lot. You know, we've got a lot of musical numbers, but actually they all tend to blur into one almost. Yeah. It's like one big long song almost. It wasn't until um, the engineer in the second act that I started enjoying this production and knowing that I quite liked her. And then it was like, oh, so she's Mrs. Igon or the woman who who ran the brothel. Yeah. You know, and she was like extremely, you know, really good. Yeah, in definitely. terms of her singing and, and her acting as well. So I sort of cottoned onto her. Um or just followed her because I kind of I was a bit lost with everybody else. Yeah. It started to become more clearer in the second half. I think there's a it, lot Yeah, clearer. it was clearing up the pond water, I think, from uh, uh the mess. I say mess, maybe I just don't understand it, but I just don't understand it. <laughs> I think it's a production that's a bit of a culture shock if you if you've not sat through that sort of mu- opera that's very full on all the time and you've almost if you you've you've almost got to have a story book with you to talk talk you through what's happening sometimes even though mm. it's in english it's still it's I'm still very difficult yes to and i'm sometimes. wondering if it is down to the crucible that i the the um the diction and what they were how they were singing i couldn't understand necessarily word i was trying to concentrate on what they were singing but it just went over my head a lot of the stuff because that's like I couldn't work out what they were saying. Yeah, and it's almost like a lot of the the musical numbers are very wordy. There's a lot in yeah. there, and there's a lot to take in straight away very quickly. And it's if you miss something, you miss Saigon. <laughs> you know. You <laughs> <do>. <laughs> um, oh dear! I see what you did there. I see mean, what I did there. Getting desperate for a laugh, weren't you? Yeah, close. Well, don't stop there. Have you finished? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. You didn't last long. Uh, <laughs> um, so, what do we normally talk about now? I've completely forgotten, you know. Oh, it's a set. Oh, as we say. No, we're yeah. Still, it's, we're still in this. We talk. We don't know what we're talking about at the moment. We've talked about the set, haven't we? Well, we've talked about the staging. We're not, but yeah, we're but about because the they bring stuff yeah, 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 in. Exactly. Yeah, true. Yeah. The yeah. rest of it. There was a pool table. Yeah, that they were bringing it on and all those men playing pool around there. Yeah, everything was on wheels. Everything was moved around yes. and brought in from the from behind the wall at the back. Mm. And it was all, I'd say it was all subdued. It all matched the rest of the set and there was just elements of coloured light or projections that just changed the space to wherever they were in the in the place. Yeah. Um, and it's weird because when I was viewing it, I was getting a bit, um, like in my head, a bit confused because this is the same place where we saw the good person of Sichuan. Yeah. And it had that same um, feel about Almost things being wheeled on. Yeah, yeah, at yeah. one point, I was expecting them to sort of slide down the stairs <laughs> like they were sliding <laughs> yeah. down the sides. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And the good person, you know, it's, uh, you know, only they didn't wheel out like a cigarette machine in this one. Yeah. I mean, the projection styles were very similar to. Um, to Sylvia down in London, which is one of the the uh, the creatives involved in this, did do Sylvia. Um, so it was very 
the projections were very almost graphic. They were very black and white graphic sort of projections of place names, s simple sort of words and messages or just the images of what area the, they were in. Um, mm. And that also makes it could make it a little bit confusing when you don't actually sort of understand maybe where we were going to until sort of, like you say, the second half. I think it helped as a backdrop, but it again, did, yeah. it didn't really um, give me a clue as to who I should be following, like, following like who's the the lead here what, which storyline is it about yeah you know i mean say for example you watch the sound of music you sort of know your hinch dot you you're following maria and the yeah. children yeah, yeah you exactly. sort of know. you know the court you know that you know the main character yeah whereas this one i had no idea who the main character was i didn't know what it was necessarily about or what no. the outcome was supposed it to was be it was only necessarily sort of closer to the middle that you realize that the main character was was the the actually came to sort of light really with when yeah. you got the child involved and stuff like that and you started to realize that it's the 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 the, the sort of mechanic and, and well exactly exactly and I thought it was about the um the American um army I thought yeah. they were taking the lead you yeah, know yeah, I yeah, thought exactly. it was about the guys I did had no idea it was about the younger girl yeah Kim Kim yeah yeah. Because really, it's it's Kim's story, but the engineer is just as involved, really, I suppose. Moving on to our next segment, as we say we're... Here, here for, for the, the drama. drama. So, now we've completely bored everybody by talking about the set that we is very little and minimalist. <laughs> Let's bore everybody about how well we remembered these actors and the, how well they portrayed their characters. I mean, for me, they were a talented bunch because they never really stopped and they played loads of different mm. characters at all times um, because the production itself has got a lot of different styles of one minute you've got Vietnamese army, the next minute you've got American army. You, you, they were doing a lot of switching between the two almost. When you and, say styles, what do you, do you mean? I mean, literally, costumes, what I mean, yeah, costumes, costumes changes. Or, well, no, I mean, it's more the fact that you've you, the styles. versatility of acting. You've oh, got right. to switch between different characters. And some people, some actors were playing certain parts and, and maybe playing a, a spoken part in some bits, but then the next minute they were just part of the ensemble. So they, were, yeah. they, weren't, they weren't all upstaging each other. They were all taking the part where they needed to take the part rather than... Mm than overtaking anybody else that's what i meant sort of thing and i felt it was mostly the men that did that yes i, ca I can't yeah. think back now if it, any of the women no, the, did no, their, the women pretty the much stayed in their characters all yeah. the way through really and maybe that was a decision this time for this production to keep that like that almost to show strength in those characters because of the there's been controversy about how this production has portrayed Vietnam War and stuff like that. So this is oh, that like might be a from way a of, male, yeah, male-dominated perspective. So American, that's, yeah. So that's why probably they kept the characters being very strong. From, but if you from think Vietnam. about it, what, what stories? Who's telling the story? Is their viewpoint of course, as well? Yeah, yeah, you know? definitely. So, yeah. So it would have been written from the perspective of the playwright then. Yeah. Through their lens, I suppose. Maybe I don't know. No. Um. <clears throat> I thought there were some really excellent um, costumes in this one, to yeah. be honest. They all um, dressed up really well. And the uh, I don't know if it was down to the direction necessarily, but um, just 
is there a movement director as well, maybe? Because they normally have like a movement director or a choreographer. They've got a choreographer. Yeah, so a combination of that with along with the directing of how they positioned themselves on stage and moved around and, and sang their songs, you know, um, it was all very slick. Yeah, definitely. What I'm no, I agree to with say. that. Ham-fisted, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was very... Yeah, well, yeah. It was, no, not that, not the production. I just mean no, no. my delivery of actually trying to yeah. get out what I'm trying to say. Yeah. It was, um, yeah, it was it was well choreographed and they, everybody knew what who was doing what, when and next. And there was, a, because it was a bare stage production, there was a lot of setting up for the next scene as somebody would walk off and the rest of the cast walked off or some people would stay sat within the Oh, room I noticed that. They a lot prepared of, a suit castle suitcase under the stairs and yeah. I was thinking oh when's that when's that going to yeah. get used and then it wasn't until the engineer decided that she's going to leave yeah. for America that out came the um, the suitcase and it was all about her stuff uh, yeah. as like years gone by when she was Miss Saigon and uh, was she like this is the thing what I asked earlier on is she Miss Saigon as in like a beauty pageant like that's who she is she's Miss Saigon yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's, yeah, is she the person Because she put this thing, this banner on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that said Miss Saigon, so yeah. it's about, so it must be... It must be, a, a, but, but also, she also wanted to escape that world as well. Yeah. She was always striving to, to leave or... But it did on. actually say on yeah. that thing, Miss yeah, yeah, Saigon. Yeah, yeah, did, so yeah. she was a Miss Saigon. Yeah. yeah. So this is sort of like what confused me about whose storyline this was. Yeah, of course. Because if it's... It, it's like watching a stage play about Erin Brockovich, but it's not nothing to do with Erin Brockovich. But, yeah, you know, Albert Finney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. who we're following here. Yeah. My point is, I was a bit confused about that one. But anyway, that. in terms of the acting, I thought the engineer. Oh, yeah, totally. She was fantastic. Yeah, and then to find out she's actually been the engineer in the original productions of it. In, uh, in the touring. Well, the touring productions, the, the, the main ones that have been touring... Most of the um, most of the time when it was actually around in its past, um, let me just yeah she's it started at Drury Lane so she's done Drury Lane theatre uh, she's done the, the Sydney she's done the UK tours tenth anniversary performances so and so shout out to Joanna Ampill yeah total shout out to Joanna Ampill she she just embodies the character mm. because there's such a transition and change between her being that brothel owner to becoming an engineer or also being becoming a prisoner and and, and there's there's such a change in her character that she just was always engaging and you you were just focused and I think that's where you come from Stephen it's it was hard to not draw focus to that person because yeah because Joanna's character just you just felt pulled in yeah by that and also she sang a lovely song and I really like that song yeah uh, what what was it called do you mean the one where she did um, she was on the stairs yeah and she was talking about either leaving or yeah um, some... that's what it is if you want to die in bed I think that was a song yeah yeah it was by the engineer yeah yeah so yeah I think that song if you want to die in bed that was a brilliant song how she yeah. sung that it, there's yeah. so much control so much performance in it in definitely it, you know controlling a voice for that and it's, it's actually quite joy. a and to sing in such an empty space with nothing around you, to be mm. completely well, she's just on the alone. stairs. Yeah, yeah. She made full use of that staircase. 
and I think for me, even though it was the first time watching this, everything about the rest of the show is forgettable apart from the engineer and how she looked and how she sang. I might have been a bit fuzzy on the title of the song because this isn't like a Book of Mormon, no. you know, how I, I know every single song there. I knew the plot line, I knew the characters, I knew everything vividly. This is just hazy because it just seemed a bit, not messy in a bad way, but just there wasn't anything special about it. And I think in a way it bombards you with so much that you hard you're to leave, remember leaving with nothing. anything. Yeah, yeah. There, there's there's a certain element of some musicals where you almost, you walk out the room and you're like, it it was good, but I I can't remember the songs or I didn't pick any mm. out that because I always look at musicals sometimes where would I like to learn that song or would I like to sing it or is it something that's specific that I really like about it? And if you walk out the room and yeah. it's gone, South Pacific when we saw that, yeah, I'm gonna watch that dame, you know, that Don't man out of my hair, yeah. and then there's nothing like a dame. Those I remember those scenes, yeah. and also when they were putting the lanterns on the circular yeah. thing that were going round, I remember that vividly. But do you remember those any of those songs? Not the rest apart of them. Apart from those two, apart from the there's the other the famous one, but I know it by hearing yeah yeah it only when you hear it yeah yeah exactly. yeah. Um, I think that was the one when there was on the veranda. But in terms of this one, I don't know it. No, you know I, I didn't know Book of Mormon. No, of course not. But instantly, I was singing the songs on the way back. Yeah, yeah, of course. I yeah. knew, I remembered every scene ever since. But this one, it's like, I just don't know it. But isn't it interesting when it's something with a heavy subject that actually maybe it's something we just don't pick up on in the sense of it's not enjoyable to sing. And I'm not saying it's not entertaining in a performance, but it's maybe something you just don't... It's not something you can relate to the same. Well, I suppose Blood Brothers were like that, but I remember yeah. the scenes in that. Yeah, and and Blood Brothers for me, I remember songs probably more vividly because it's almost like urban poetry yeah. in a way. Whereas this like, is Tammy, not... it isn't true. I remember that yeah, one exactly, but I remember all the scenes. Whereas this, just I, yeah, it's 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 almost like you walk away from it and you you almost remember the set and a few bits, but you don't remember it mm. in the same... Which is a shame. It is, yeah. But that's the lasting impression I have of it. Yeah. In a way. So it kind of gave me a bit of a... Um, yeah. I've seen it. I wouldn't see it again. I'm trying to say, <laughs> trying to say there's, there's, there's others like this that I've seen. I suppose, really, the storyline is pretty linear. Yes, it's got... So, some depth in it but mm. I suppose it doesn't grab you to go I need to watch it more to learn more about it you almost get it and that's it do you think because they've changed the perspective of it on this one that it's sort of lost something from the original in a way for you me know, changing the focus yeah I don't, I don't know I mean I don't know if it's maybe maybe the staging maybe it's it's too almost clinical too empty mm. because you know the the original version is very staged, and there's a lot of scene changes. There's a lot of you know mm. even 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 the helicopter scene. There's an actual helicopter on stage, you know, and and I know that's a bit of cliche. Well, we never had helicopters. No, and this is it. This is you know you've got a bit of a wind machine and a you know mm. and a and a few and a and that a was good. That it was, was good. Really good done. But well. does it seem as epic? See, this you is why I mean? this reminds me so much of the good person of Seishuan because that bit reminded me of the grabbers. Yeah, that were coming yeah, down. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 
You know? It's like we just hooked on a different thing, like yeah, put and a ladder where, on it. Whereas this one's got a TV, the other one had a computer. Yeah, yeah, of course. You know, and it's... But it's like, for me, we we saw the reworking of Billy Elliot. Yeah. And that worked really well. Yeah. And that was pretty much bare stage. Yeah. And that he, that had that had the impact it needed, whereas this just... I don't that know. was a good one, that was. Yeah. And that was a bare stage. I can remember that. You know, that was a reinterpretation. That was a musical, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, yeah. I can't remember any songs in that one. But I remember scene for scene, well, ish. From what I gather, you'd probably see that again. Yeah, I would, yeah. Because of how it it was done, really, you know. And, um, like, these are the same people that did um, Les Miserables. Yeah. Right? I know a lot of those songs. Yeah. Really good cracking songs. Yeah. Yeah. This it's like no clue. But it's a little yeah. bit like um the writers of Greatest Showman or the writers of Dear Dear Evan Hansen. They also wrote La La Land. Now for me, La La Land you watch that and I can't remember any of the songs. Oh I've never watched it. But it's it. a similar thing it's a yeah. similar thing where you they're almost songs within it, but you don't really take them as anything that is memorable unless it's catchy and you can remember it. The rest is just elevator music. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, For me, it's it, it, it moves the the storyline along, but it doesn't actually stand out. Almost, mm. if it's entertaining and do it, yeah. then then you're hitting everything there, aren't you? Yeah, of course. Really. Anyway, we've um, gone off on. Well, I don't suppose we've gone off too far. We're still talking about the show. Or at least we're comparing it to others that were better. <laughs> Oh, I don't know what score I'm going to give it. <sighs> now, um, what else do we talk about here for the drama? Acting, don't we? When we've done those bits. Um, Any more props. you want to say about the props? We've done the props, haven't we? Well, I suppose, mm. well there was a suitcase under the stairs. I'd hardly, I mean, they must have had more props oh, than that. I know what I want to say. There was a prop failure. Oh. In American Dream, when they were, when she was, when when the when the engineer oh, was up the there, guns she had with the, the money guns. She had the gun money guns, and they didn't work. And the amount of drag shows I've seen, or the amount of things where I've seen where the, yeah. these money guns never work, yeah. and she ended up just shaking them above her head because they weren't yeah. chucking money out. Yeah. And the amount of times those things just don't work, and they it don't was work. like, don't have them. You know, just don't use it. Do something different. Yeah. You know, even if all of them would have had a fistful of the of the, the money, money and just thrown it up in the air, it would have been better. Because yeah. it just it just it just feels like a bit of a letdown. Yeah, because at least. Something will work. If yeah, you do at it least. manually. Yeah, yeah. At least it'll look ready. Yeah, I remember that one. Remember that bit. Moving on to our next segment, as we say, what the tech is this? Yeah, as I alluded to earlier, there was a you know a, in the helicopter scene, it was basically a couple of fan machines, a um a fan machine, wind machines, <laughs> fan, fan machine. machine. It was a it was a wind machine and a ladder and a load of flashing lights, really, Portable and a lot of. I mean, I would say they'd use they they reused the um, soundscape space that they'd got really well to have the helicopter fly in and fly out. It felt like it was mm. flying all around the room rather than just one location. So they yeah, did well with the, the effects in that yeah. way. The audio quality and stuff. Oh, yeah. And sound effects and the visuals. They yeah, were, they the were top notch actually. Yeah, they were. It, it worked really well in that respect, and it looked genuinely good. Um, and nothing was badly done and it was actually quite simply lit apart from projections it was done there was no 
all it was no all singing or dancing, but it didn't need it because the costumes and everything stood out. Let me just say something here. Yeah. I was going to say it in the previous one about the acting. Right, yeah. but I'll say it here. We had gunshots. We did. Do you approve? Do to you remember a, them? Yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. And they were good to a respect. It probably could have done with a little bit more volume, but I suppose there is... The, the volume of the gun or the volume of the actor going... Yeah, I, I'd say more the volume <laughs> of the gun. I think, you know, for me, they need to shock. But it was it was, it was, was good. I just they were, they were authentic. I just think, mm. you know, sometimes for certain aspects, he, he has more impact. Uh, and you realise the power. I'll segue here. I did like the, the way they, um, once they did die... The, the actors crying over the body cried yes. over a dead space while the actor yeah. moved yeah. around and became a ghost. Became ghostly. Yeah. I like that. I like well. that a lot, yeah. No, it, was, um, it gave more presence, definitely. It felt more real. Well, they were dead. Yeah, but you felt like there were, there were you know, there was that, you felt like somebody was still in the room almost. Even well, they were. Been shot. Yeah, wait. <laughs> <laughs> they were there. They were there. They got up, Richard. And wandered off. Yeah, it was very real. Blooming reality. Must have been that fan machine. <laughs> Fanning the ghosts Fanning into the, ghosts. the stage. Into the ether. Centre stage. I also thought it was good having the orchestra... Present? Present, but visible, but you knew they were sort of hidden away. But they were a really good orchestra as well. Cause it's just it was very handy, them playing the musical instruments. It really was. It helped a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Top notch for that. 10 out of 10. Yeah, definitely. Um, anything else you want to mention? Not that I can think of. I think with it, with the whole technical aspect of it, it, it worked really well. Mm. So there's no great big flaw in the production on that side. It no. was quite gripping. And no. it did improve in the second act. Yeah. Once I kind of cottoned on that I was following this woman with the child and that situation, you know, it started becoming a bit more of a gripping drama and... I was more engaged in I it. I suppose as well, from a technical perspective, it was really cleverly done where they, they got the right level of projections. They they used projections really well on the floor spaces, for example, with mm. um, a like different linos or different carpet or different spaces on yes, the floor to create right. the change in location. So it wasn't just that the projections were at the back. It actually worked on the floor really well. So you... They used you used it really well to point out those changes. Well, it was quite effective, wasn't it? Yeah. Now, how did they do that though to create There's, the patterns without the patterns going on the actors? They use a lot of projections. Well, it, it, they still do, but the actual light on the bodies when they have a light on them, it blurs out. It, I, it I was wondering, out. is it because when they have the lights shining up at the actor? Yeah, it did. That that's takes exactly away it. Of it does. the. the that's exactly it. There's a lot of projection mapping as well because there's there's a lot more work on that now where it actually they the um, projections and computer systems pinpoint the areas on stage so they can play a lot more with things like that so they can get mm. things they can have multiple projectors up there to actually fill a space so they, there's a lot more work now than they ever yeah, used to be. Interesting. Yeah, but I think that that added to it and and I think that's what we're saying about how good it was. It it just worked and and sometimes that that just working can take a lot of hard work from the technicians mm. and just to hide all the the ability is the is the best form of production really they just they just 
it just happens and that's that's where there's a lot of confidence hide all the ability yeah because you I, just want it to feel faultless and you, oh, you right. don't want to see all the you don't want to see you know almost technicians running around you know that there's confidence in the, <gasps> the production there was one technician i saw there was yeah you saw one I saw the, that one. Curly haired person right at yeah. the top, shaping the, the tabs for the actor to come down the ladders. No, it wasn't ladders, it was a rope. Yeah, it or was. a bit of both. A bit of rope and a ladder. Rope, it was a rope ladder. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was coming down from the from your little fan up above. I've only got one fan. And um, yeah, she was still there. They didn't close it off and she was there. Fabbing. I think what didn't help that was there was actually light in that room that when yeah. the door opened. If there was no light, it wouldn't have mattered. That would have been Because better. you could see the technician. It yeah, was a yeah. little bit more visible. And now it's time for... Rewind Rewatch. So Richard, on our Rewind Rewatch, which bit would you like to watch again? I think the American Dream scene, because I like that with the engineer being centre stage. There was a lot of yeah. choreography, a lot of work by the whole cast, and I did enjoy that bit. Yeah. Um, I'd like to see the, um, if you want to die in bed, scene again. Yeah. Because I really liked that. But then I'd, I'd probably also watch that um, American thing. Dream. American Dream one, yeah. Just because I like those. Um, yeah. Moving on to our final segment as we say Call this a show. Now on a whole, if we're gonna call this a show, what's your review on it? I thought it was a good adaptation. Obviously, you know, like I've said, it's it's a very heavy piece to for you to understand instantly and it may be worth people reading into it before you go and watch it to give you a bit of a head start. Hmm. But you know, overall, I enjoyed it, um, and I thought it was, you know, technically really well done. Overall, I thought it was an adequate production. It was entertaining. It was interesting. It certainly picked up on in the second act. Yeah. Um, I'm a bit torn. I feel like I don't particularly want to go and see it again. But then, on the flip side, now I've seen it once, do I see it again so I can fully appreciate the first act? Exactly. You know, and I don't know. Am I really that bothered about it? And that's the, the that's wonders a, of theatre. You know, am I bothered that I want to go and see it again? Or is there a new show that I'd rather see that? Exactly. Time is short. <laughs> so I'm just a bit mixed on this one. So you on know. that bombshell. <laughs> yeah, well, great cast, great great effort and, and everything involved. But I think it just comes down to the actual um, theme and the storyline itself. Does it tickle tickle me enough? No, not really. So on that bombshell, let's cut to the scores. So Richard, give me your scores, please, for Miss Zygon. On a scale of 1 to 10, with 10 being escaping for the American dream and 1 being dead in the bed in Bangkok. What's it going to be? Well, I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10. Ooh, straight in the middle. I'm going to give it a... I'm going to give it a little happy 6. <laughs> Sweet, sexy six. Because it's a little bit better than middle ground, but yeah. not exactly enticing me to go and see it again. <laughs> it is what it is, people. It is what it is. It is what it is. It is what's. So, what sound effect will you be choosing from the following? A complete train wreck. Tumbleweed. An audible shrug of the shoulders. Uh? A slow clap. A pleasant applause or a standing ovation. 
What will it be? A pleasant applause. Yeah, I'm going to give it a pleasant applause as well. So there we are. That's our discussion of Miss Saigon. We hope you found it insightful. If not, entertaining. Stay tuned as we bring you more of our thoughts and opinions on many theatrical delights in future episodes. If you'd like to get in touch, email us at upstagedownstagepod at gmail.com. You can always join in the chat to share with us your views of a production. Also, make sure to follow, share, like and subscribe to all our channels so you get every episode the second it's released. And we hope you join us again for another instalment of Upstage Downstage. A two, a one, two, three, four. Yeah, right. Oh, I do like to be beside the seaside. Oh, I do like to be beside the sea. Oh, I do like to stroll along the prom, 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 where the brass bands pay. Billion, pom, pom. Miss Saigon is an epic, daring musical from the creators of Les Miserables, Claude, Claude Michel Stroenberg. Oh, God, you got me to do this one. <laughs> <laughs> I've been, I've been twiddling my thumbs <laughs> like this. <laughs> Claude Michel Schoenberg and Elaine Boobel. Boo, boo, oh God, no, what? Boobel. 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 Claude Michel Schoenberg and Elaine Boobel. Well, hold on a minute, because it's, it's an epic daring musical from the creators of Les Miserables. That's what I did. Yeah, but... You, I didn't intonate, that's what you're trying no, to tell me. it's the intonation. Are you being directing me now? Are you starting to direct? Uh-huh. Miss Saigon is an epic daring musical from the creators of Les Miserables, Claude Michel, Sch- Claude Michel Sternberg and Elaine Boublil. Is it Michelle or Michael? I guess it might be Michelle. Google it. Google voice it. <sighs> See, this is what you could have been doing instead of waiting around oh, for me. You- Miss Saigon is an epic daring... No, do, do it again. Miss Saigon is an epic daring musical from the creators of Les Miserables, Claude Michel Schoenberg and Elaine Boublil. Alan. Elaine. It's not Elaine. It's Alan. Elaine. Elaine. It's that Abba's song. Miss Saigon is an epic daring musical from the creators of Les Miserables, Claude Michel Schoenberg and Alan Boublil. Alan Boublil. And Alan Boublil. And Alan Boublil. Don't make it so obvious that you're stopping. I know, I was trying to, like... Just go, and Alan Boublil. <laughs> Thinking about cutting here. <laughs> cutting the time, so let's add it in. Now we're having to load. Cut that out. Claude Michel Schoenberg and Alan... Sheffield Theatre's new production of Cameron McIntosh's original production is brought to life by Robert Hasty and Alan Anthony Lau. <laughs> <laughs> You've done a f***ing good job here. <laughs> original production is brought to you... Is, is, uh, original production no, is... Sheffield Theatre's new production of Cameron McIntosh's original you want production to do it? <laughs> is brought to life by... That's all you need to do. Just by that. So, Stephen, what's it all about? I've knocked the mic. Did right. knock the mic, baby. <laughs> knock the mic. 
When circumstances bring Chris back to Vietnam, he leans... Why are you looking at your watch as if I'm, like, taking far too long here? No, it vibrated. Oh, I'm sure. It's like, it did. It's still on. It told me to do some exercising. Get out. Make the horn. Oh, yeah. One take, wonders. I'll talk about that. That was, that was all right.